This is a free download from Delancey Elim Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30am in the Delancey Elim Church building at Le Banks and St. Samson's in the Channel Islands of Guernsey. To contact us or find out more information about us, please visit our website at delanceyelim.co.uk. John chapter 19, verse 2. So we'll read from verse 1 and I get the whole gist of it. Then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. The soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head. They clothed him in purple robe and went up again and said, again saying, Hail, King of the Jews! And they struck him in the face. Once more Pilate came out and said to the Jews, Look, I'm bringing him out to you to let you know that I find no basis for a charge against him. When Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe, Pilate said to them, Here is the man. And as soon as the chief priests and their officials saw him, they shouted, Crucify! Crucify! I just want to just I want you to think about it a little bit. Uh, I mean, there's so many aspects of Good Friday we could think about, but I want us to think a little briefly about the kind of crown of thorns. And I'll just I was just thinking actually I've probably been I've probably preached on Good Fridays for over 30 years. That's a lot. That's a lot of messages. Uh, and also I preached on the cross at various times. And uh, I know you, I know it's hard to believe that I've, I've been preaching that long, but. Uh, <laughs> Or probably, you probably think, no way, yeah, we quite easily believe that. Uh, but I'm just thinking of all the various aspects, you know, and I, I love studying about the cross, I love reading about it. And you know, the amazing thing is, I've come to realise, the more I study it, the more I realise how little I know. <laughs> An interesting thing is, every aspect of the cross is significant. Nothing's ever by accident, nothing's just by the way. Every single aspect of the cross and what Jesus went through on the cross is absolutely, totally, and completely significant. And when we think about his suffering, when we think about what he went through, I think it's so amazing, particularly on today, we just to kind of personalise and think, actually, all that he did, he did for me personally. And I want you to kind of personalise it today. I want you to really personalise in your heart and say, actually, all we're going to look at this morning, he did it for me, what? personally, for you personally. So we're going to look at this crown of thorns. It's interesting that even though the soldiers did what they did mockingly, yet I believe there's incredible prophetic and something really powerful, significant about what they did. The Bible says that first of all, as you read that through, that first of all they, they scourged him, they whipped him. They realise that when you actually, when they scourge somebody, they, they scourge them naked. After we get all kinds of images, but actually the reality was they actually scourged him naked. Uh, and the, the cat, as I'm, I'm sure I've mentioned before, with the whip itself, it, it had bones, it had bits of metal attached to it. So when they scourged him, literally they tore every bit of flesh from his back. I think if you read Psalm 22, it describes it. It says his back was like a ploughed up field. You could probably see the inner part of his bowels. So those, that, that, just that whipping alone killed most people. And so they scourged him. They, they ripped his back to pieces. And after the scourging, they did three things. The first of all, they put a crown of thorns on his head. 
They put a reed in his hand and they put a purple robe on him. Now, the word for robe there, actually, doesn't designate a long robe. It was a very short robe. So it would only cover the top part of him. And so he was still standing there naked from the chest down, bleeding and suffering. And the Bible says they put a, a scepter in his hand. And the Bible says that it was a scepter that was, that was a reed scepter. And they did that to mock him. They, they did that, to, if you like, because a, a reed was a sign of weakness. And the thing I want us to think about, what they actually did then, they, they plaited a crown of thorns and they smashed the thorns into his head. And the thorns weren't the kind of little thorns that we get over here often in, in, in this country. But the thorns were three and a half inches wide or long, three and a half inches long. And so when those thorns went into the head, they smashed them into his head and they pierced his brow, this crown of thorns. And then they did it in a, in a way to mock him. But through the mockery was an incredible, powerful, prophetic truth. Because thorns in the Bible, you know what they speak of? They speak of a curse. Genesis chapter 3 speaks of the fact that the, 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 the thorns were a product of the curse. He says through, 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 it says that, that, that you shall bring forth thistles and thorns. And really, it was a sign of three things. It was a sign of sin, sorrow, and sweat. Get a hold of that. That's what this, the curse speaks of. It speaks of sin, sorrow, and sweat. And so when Christ took that crown of thorns upon his head, he was taking our sin, he was taking our sorrow, and he was taking our sweat. It was a symbol it was placed upon him. 2 Corinthians 5.21 declares that the he who knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now just follow this through me a little bit. A crown speaks of rulership and authority. When someone has a crown placed upon them, it speaks of authority and rulership. So here's, here's a thought I want you to really get a hold of this morning. Okay, get hold of it. If Jesus has authority and rulership, if he has a crown of thorns that speaks of a king, I want you to see something. It means he's king over my sin, he's king over my sorrows, and he's king over my sweat and toil. Isn't that awesome? That's what this speaks of. The prophetically declaring that Jesus is king over my sin, over my sorrow, and over my sweat. Isn't that awesome? That's what the crown speaks of. Here's the first thing. Think about this. How many glad is ruler over sin? I think the problem is often so many people, they live under condemnation and guilt. And that's why we don't have to live under the influence of yesterday's failures and mistakes. It's interesting. It's, it's so powerful you understand that Jesus has taken your sin. Because I think often people live under the, the torment of guilt. And guilt will, will, will damage your emotions. It causes you to function in a way that's self-condemning and self-critical. In other words, when people carry guilt, 
It's almost something they can't shake off. It's something they carry with themselves always. They're always blaming themselves. They always feel this heavy weight of guilt over them. And so they live in a chaotic world of guilt and condemnation. They feel, they, they feel guilty about everything they do. And the truth is God doesn't want any of us to live under this incredible weight of guilt. Because there's a way to see this morning. The moment I repent of my sin, then the wonderful truth this morning is the blood of Jesus totally disintegrates it and it's as, it's as though it exists no more. Amen? Totally exists no more. And so when the enemy comes to try to put me on a guilt trip, I just remember the power of the crown of thorns, that Jesus is king over my sin, and as far as he is concerned, it is gone. He's king over my sin. You know one thing about those thorns? Those thorns were poisonous. And the blood of Jesus soaked up the poison. And the blood of Jesus soaks up the poison of guilt and condemnation by the power of the blood and removes it as if it has never been. Years later, Paul declared this, we have been justified by the blood of Christ. And that word justified is a, is a, is a word of justice and it means just as if we have never sinned. Emily glad for the crown of thorns that removes the power of guilt and condemnation. Here's the second thing. I'm glad about this. He rules over my sorrows. I'm so glad when things come to try to discourage me, when things try to bring me into despair, I'm glad we can go to God in prayer. When, when hurts and sorrows, when the thorns of life hurts comes, when, it, when the enemy tries to convince you that God doesn't care, sometimes he wants us to make us question God's love for us. We need to remember that God can use even the most painful and the most sorrowful things in life, and he can cause something good to come out of it. Why do you think we call Good Friday good? Who's that about that? We call Good Friday good because of the results of it. Because of what Good Friday achieved. The fact he rose from the dead. And when we go through hard times, we've got to believe that God will work it out for good. Think of Good Friday with all the pain, with all the suffering. It's good not because of what happened, but it's good because of the ultimate results of it. It's good because that produced the greatest day of history. If you were there at the time, if you had been one of those disciples that looked at the cross, you'd have thought, what possibly can any good come out of this cross? It's only when they looked back at it, they could see the incredible results that the cross produced. And I think that's true in our life. When we see that Jesus is king over sorrows, over pain, over disappointments, because we, we believe he's king over it, then we believe there's nothing that he can't use. No sorrow can ever be wasted. No pain need ever be wasted. No grief need ever be wasted. 
because he's king over it. And when you realize he's king over it, it means he never wastes any experience that you and I go through that he can't use in some way to bring good out of it. And you'll probably find that when you look back on life, you can see, you know what, at the time, that seems such a horrendous time. But I can look back, not that God even caused it, but I'm glad that God in some way can use it. I remember one of the greatest books I ever read, a guy called Bill, Paul Bilheimer. Anybody ever read Bill, Paul Bilheimer? He wrote a book called this, Don't Waste Your Sorrows. Because the great thing about knowing Jesus is king over your sorrows is this. There's nothing he can't use to turn around and cause it to work for our good and for our advantage. All things work together for good. Not that all things happen to us are good, but God turns them around and enables them to work for good. Can you say amen? And you can just look at the crown of thorns today. It's up there, right there. And trust him that he's going to say, thank you, Lord, that this is so painful and so horrible what I'm going through. But I'm trusting you to believe that through the crown of thorns, because you're king over my sorrows, you can turn it round to work for good. And there's the last thing. He's king over the things that make me sweat. Things that make me worry. Things that make me panic. Things that cause me to be uptight. Things that cause me to be anxious and nervous. We get nervous and anxious because sometimes we think the situation's out of control. But I tell you what, because Jesus is king over every situation, he's king over my worries, he's king over those things that come against me, I can just, I can just actually know his rulership and his kingship over those times. Psalm 138 verse 8 says, The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. He's king over what concerns you. I mean, think of the parable of the sower. It says, the thorns were sowed which speak of the cares of life. Let me ask you this question right now. What's concerning you right now? What's worrying you? What's disturbing you? What's causing you to be anxious? The moment you look at the crown of thorns, you realize he's king over it. He's ruler over it. Isn't that awesome? He's king and he's ruler over those things. The Bible tells me that Paul had a thorn. A thorn. An anxiety, concern, a worry, if you like. A thorn of the flesh. And he said he sought the Lord three times over it. You know what God said to him? My grace is sufficient for you. And I think if you just get a hold of that thought, to know that when you're going through the thorns of life, that his grace is sufficient. In other words, it's enabling you and empowering you to face whatever comes your way. See, sometimes it's not, God, it's not as if God removes every problem, but it gives you the grace to meet it. It gives you the ability. It gives you the strength to face whatever you are facing, because he's king. He is Lord over it. 
He's Lord over every storm, every problem, every situation, every dilemma, every concern. You don't have to worry. You don't have to get discouraged. You don't have to give up because the crown of thorns reminds us he's king even over the thorns of life. And we're glad that Jesus carried the crown of thorns. So he's king over your sin. He's king over all your hurts and your pains. And he's king over all your concerns and your worries because he carried the crown of thorns upon his head. Isn't that wonderful? The crown of thorns that Jesus carried. Let's bow our heads right now and just come before him. And maybe you're here this morning and you're carrying a lot of worries, a lot of concerns maybe. Or maybe right now you're going through some turmoil, some pain, some hurt. Maybe you're right now carrying guilt over, over something of your past. And you still feel the weight of that guilt. You still feel condemned over it still carrying the weight of that particular failure in your life. You confessed it, but you still feel condemned over it. This could be something. It could be somebody right now you feel the, there's an accusation, there's an accusation over your life and you feel condemned over it. I encourage you now in these moments to come before the crown of thorns and say, Lord, thank you today that you're king over my sin. You're king over my worries and you're king over my pain and my sorrow. And right now I come before the crown of thorns and on this Good Friday I give it all to you right now. You carried the crown of thorns so I wouldn't need to. So you're carrying something that the Lord Jesus has already carried upon himself. All you need to do is to give him thanks and appreciate what he's done for you. And say, thank you, Lord, you've carried my sin. Thank you, Lord, you've carried my, my sorrow. Thank you, Lord, you've carried my worries and anxieties. Because you carried it on the cross for me. Lord, we thank you today that we just see the crown of thorns that you bore upon your head. Those thorns that pierced your brow and caused blood to flow. But we thank you that as that blood flowed, you were cleansing us from our sin. As that blood flowed, Lord, that you were carrying our hurts and our sorrows and our pains. We think of Isaiah that says, Surely he has carried my griefs and my pains and my sorrows. And thank you, Lord, that we see your thorns that remind us that you carried all our cares. And your word says, Cast all our cares upon you because you care very much for us. And so, Lord, today we want to thank you that we celebrate the cross. We celebrate all that you've done for us today. And I pray for a revelation to enter every heart today. To see the power of the crown of all. And we give you praise and we give you thanks. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this re-download from Lancelot Church. For more downloads, information, or contact us, Please visit our website, theloxyleadum.co.uk.